0: Your soul is a part of you here to learn how to be a creator, how to be a divine creator. And this is the playground that mirrors back to us. So it's soul school. It it, it doesn't let anything bypass us. We are made responsible and accountable to every single effort, energy, thought, behavior. And it's frustrating to be that powerful and learn how to manage it. but. We go through many lifetimes to learn it because it's quite a curriculum. It's pure gratitude and availability to the goodness of this universe with no fear. That to me is love and that's where we need to go.
1: Sonia Shoket, welcome to The Just Happen Podcast. What are you most excited about right now in your life? What is making you shine right now?
0: Well, just before we started the show, I mentioned to you I have a 2-year-old granddaughter. And the gift of her is that I have never seen or witnessed before now the 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 beauty of pure spontaneous flow of spirit. She just flows from moment to moment and doesn't think she just is, and so I'm very excited about my new teacher because this little two-year-old is my new teacher, and I am having a blast. I'm also excited about what's happening on our planet because I'm an OG. I call myself an original gangster. I have been out <laughs> in the field and you in are this an field OG <laughs> for a long time, and the consciousness of the planet to a large for a large part of my life was very hostile mm. to anything other than the intellectual, literal, ego plane. And so so to see the, the the zeitgeist, which is the cultural collective point of view, changing so rapidly to embrace and embody our spiritual nature. And to see that in my lifetime, and I'm still full of energy and re- continuing to play is a, is a miracle. Yeah. It is, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm very excited about how malleable and creative and connected to spirit we are becoming as a collective now. I do think, you know, you don't have to change consciousness 100% on a planet. You only have to change it 51%. That's the tipping point. And mm. we are at that tipping point that will flip everything and i'm pretty excited about that
1: that's amazing that you said that because i heard in another interview that you said within three years it is going to be generally agreed that we have six senses so we'll get into the sixth sense as well but i wanted to just acknowledge the fact that you you talked about your granddaughter and her second birthday and how much of this miracle energy that she's bringing to the world right now and i feel like right now even the children that are jumping in are already dialed in or tuned in already part of that next wave of that next new earth consciousness that's coming in right now so what are you really seeing right now that the children that are coming into the world what true energy are they bringing in how are they shifting
0: that's a good question i've noticed a few things because i have a two-year-old granddaughter i also have many clients i teach and mentor with children that are under five yeah there's a couple of things I see very common. They don't sleep. They're full of energy. They're not checked out. They're not unconscious. Um, they're very present. What pe- the the parent is saying, I don't know how my child is so full of language and so able to articulate emotion at such at two. You know, my little granddaughter will say. I'm sad. I'm scared. I'm happy. She'll say that quite spontaneously. I'm happy. I'm happy Mm. right now. And I, it's not just her. I've seen her like go to play dates, watch the other kids. So we have a group of souls that are, that are marching in to definitely teach us about a new set of priorities that are not. That, that are not rooted in outer control but are that are really rooted in um joyful expression of the spirit i have seen that a lot and it's exciting
1: it is it is a new generation is, is coming in and there's also another world that that people are beginning to open up their selves to which is the world of the spirit guides the worlds of our divine support system as you call it and and i believe right now there are angels supporting this conversation we had a little bit of technical difficulties but we called in the support and and it answered so i wanted to just begin opening up to that world of the the spirit and the angels and how you first came in contact with it and how your relationship has evolved with your angels
0: well i grew up in a home where the the, the subtle realms which i call the angels the guides the spirits our ancestors nature spirits were never unacknowledged they were always part of my my constellation of reality you know i grew up with a mom who who had suffered a lot of very tragic experiences as a as a teenager she lost her family during the war she lost her hearing she lost her home. She was in a work camp. She was in so much tragedy, but she never lost. She said, I had an inner voice that said, if you listen to me, I'll keep you safe. So I grew up in a, in a home where the, the the emphasis was always on, listen to your heart. You have angels and guides protecting you. Always ask for help and don't listen to what other people say if they make you doubt that. So that was such an empowering experience. Mm. We talked to the angels and guides. We left a place at setting for them at the table. I also grew up Catholic. You know, when the Catholics were always praying to the saints and angels, every single day is a, is a saint's feast day or an angel day. And so this, I believe that is the biggest gift of my life because it's so beautiful to have a life of, angels and guides and helpers and nature spirits, we need, our spirits need that mystical element yes. to, to strengthen who we are as spirits. So I realized when I started school that what was perfectly normal wasn't commonly shared. And the more I marched into my, my older years, it, the, the split got bigger and bigger. So pretty soon I'm in my own little Idaho over here with my angels and guides and having a pretty good time. And a lot of people are stuck in their heads and in their fear and in their egos and in their their separation. And now I see everybody marching back. So the separation is actually really collapsing and more and more people when you talk to them about angels and guides they might say, oh, I don't believe it. But the next question is, but tell me more. They won't shut it down. They will oh. still keep the door open. Even I was talking to a group of businessmen in London over lunch. You would think super left brain, super corporate, super. And I was talking to them about um, calling in the business guides because they were all quite concerned with the co- economy and blah and blah. And they, one guy said, that's nonsense, but tell me more because I, I need some nonsense right now. And I laughed and I said, we all do. Yeah, It's not sense. It's not logical sense. We need the not logical sense, the heart sense to start kicking in mm. and beginning to guide us because we are, ampu- it's an amputation that we suffer if we don't let this mystical world be part of our world. We lose the idea that we're mystical if we're not letting this this gorgeous interaction occur as part of our normal.
1: And, and that's profound wisdom right there. I just got the chills because I, I couldn't help thinking of in a world that's in so much uncertainty and we're really in, in the sea of the unknown right now. I feel like the things that previously were working for the logical mind, for the intellect, are no longer working. So we look to the right brain, we look to the intuition, we look at things that we can't explain beyond the world, the unseen worlds, to give us the answers. For example, um, a friend that you know was going through some things with her stomach, and you know, she tried the diet, she tried the, the things and you know, the material the matter to matter. And once that wasn't working, Oh, now let me go to the energy medicine doctor. Now let me, you know, go to Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Let me, you know, let me, let me seek out answers in the other realms. And I'm really glad that you mentioned your mother because the, when she passed away and she was between worlds, the last words that she gave you was, wow, I believe, wow, wow I believe.
0: And wow. She said, believe it almost makes me want to cry. Cause that was the last thing she said, believe. Mm. Wow.
1: And she said, everything she changes. Have a
0: voice. She was just like, wow. Yeah. Believe. And that, and I was so grateful because I wasn't alone. I was with my daughter, Sonia. So we had three generations of Sonia. Mm-hmm. And she was passing and she was sharing it with us. And she needed to say, believe this, believe this. This is the, the gift I need to give you. And I was like, we do. Yeah, we absolutely do. And that if we could pass that along, Amelia, we are, we will have been successful today. Mm. Just, wow. Believe it, but Be- have that courage to believe that you're not in control, but something really brilliant is that loves you very much. And yeah. that's where healing happens.
1: Yeah, she also said, Something miraculous happens when you believe. And I wanted to ask you, when was the most impactful, the most recent miracle that has happened in your life?
0: Well, oh, that's so interesting because I see miracles every city. First of all, I consider life a miracle. Yeah. So I consider every moment that I didn't plan that's just joyfully, delightfully wonderful, is a miracle. I was in Paris a week ago. I have a. I live one one part of my month in Paris and one part in London. I was in Paris with a girlfriend who was considering moving from Portugal to to Paris very fearful, very scared. She said, you know, I could move here, but I hear it's awful. I hear Parisians are harsh and it's not nice. And I don't know if I'm so sensitive. And as she was saying that we were sitting in a restaurant with all of a sudden a very difficult waiter who is absolutely manifesting the energy, just impatient and short with her and just, and she was like, see, see, And I said, yeah, but, you know, you're here. So what good can happen? And within five minutes, and this is a miracle if you understand Paris, the table next to us, and people don't speak between tables, said, excuse me, we're going to the theater and we're running late and we have champagne and we have dessert. Would you like it? <laughs> like, that's a miracle. That yes. is a miracle. Yes. And the waiter was also so charmed by this dramatic experience. that he came on board and we walked away with a brand new friend. I said, see, now you have Olivier here, our new waiter, who is going to be your go-to cafe bestie, who's got your back. All of this happened in five minutes. To me, that was a joyful miracle. Yeah.
1: And that explains such an esoteric principle, which is, you know, the external world is a direct reflection of the internal. And if we are living in this holographic universe, um, that explains that when you shift the reality and mindset inside of yourself, you start seeing things change in the outer world. It almost reminds me of your experience when you were in the Camino de Santiago. And it was the middle of May, you know, a time where it should be hot, you know, spring.
0: (laughs) It's snowing.
1: It was snowing.
0: Snowing. Man, that that was was almost
1: a reflection of what was going on uh, internally, right?
0: Definitely the dark night of my soul experience and all that snow and mud and muck that I met with really was a a a mirroring of my inner landscape for sure. And as it got, as I proceeded through this experience, I peeled off layers. I really did come to recognize, and what I really like to share with people about miracles and creativity and consciousness is don't think about it, just fall in love with life. Fall into drop into out of your head trying to understand the, the 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 logistics of all this because it's distracting just fall into love and love your life experience and it will immediately become miraculous and you don't need to know why you don't need to know how so so I tell people I was even sharing with my own vibe tribe change your identity from from life is a struggle and i'm a le- i'm a student learning mm-hmm. to i'm a miracle maker just 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 change your identity just decide i'm going to be this new self yeah this miracle self and i don't know how it works but it works
1: yeah yeah you mentioned also the dark night of the soul and when i heard you talk about the difference between the soul and the spirit i almost you always use those interchangeably. And then learning from you, I realized there are two different things because the soul is what's on this journey separate from source. When we individuate and we're in this separate journey, um, eventually going back to source and informing with data of what we learned. Um, so what is the spirit? What? How would you describe and begin to tune into
0: Well, that? I'd say the spirit is like the sun. Whether the clouds come or not, the sun is always shining. The divine essence of us doesn't go through a dark night. Hmm. What goes through a dark night, we say the dark night of the soul because we get distanced from the source of who we are. We get glossed in the clouds of our human experience and the dense matter of our own thoughts in the world around us. But the spirit in us is the spark That gives your heart the power to beat. And science can't explain that spark that gives your heart the power to beat. It's like, why does my what is making my heart beat? It's your spirit. It's your divine force flooding in and turning on this experience, causing everything to grow. Mm. Now what's happening, what's so exciting is what used to take lifetimes is people are jumping up so quickly because we're being helped by divine sources and forces because we've taken too long. And so the soul is accelerating the waking up of the soul in humanity. And we also share it. So we we kind of resonate into collective soul consciousness. So you can get entrenched in group think, group perspective, and if it's and because we yearn to belong, we are vulnerable. Mm. So we have to be mindful. Well, what am I belonging to? What am I? Am I discerning? Am I connected to my own my own orientation? Am I orienting toward the light, or am I orienting toward approval? And you know, the first commandment is not to have false gods. And the and, and approval is humanity's false god. So if we are oriented toward self-alignment, self-love, self-approval, self-congruency, then we will leap quickly. If we're looking for our mirroring in other people's confusion, we're gonna be pretty much like I was on the Camino, mired in the muck. Mm-hmm. So that's how we learn.
1: Yeah. And you said that we are being guided, we're being helped right now. And also that we are social animals. Uh, You know, we are these divine animals, but we also have this seeking out, as you said, of approval, being part of a group. And I heard you say once that it's always, we're always attracted to the most dominant force. So before the dominant forces was what, you know, movies, movies were teaching us was, you know, the status or what, you know, we look at the patriarchy, we look at the leaders of the world, and that's sort of the force that was guiding this new, this, this old consciousness. So I wanted to ask you, in terms of the timing, because we've heard there's always this great prophecy of the golden age, of the new earth, why do you think this shift is happening right now for humanity?
0: Well, because we unfortunately got so lost in the muck that we put our own existence in peril. And because the forces of the universe are so loving, they're coming to save us from our own self-destruction. We, you know, when you are in the ego and you identify with the ego, people and the planet cease to be something you're connected to. They become things, Things that you can use, things that you can take advantage of, things that you can draw from, things you can hurt. But you don't feel the connection. And that's how we got into this mess that we're in. Hurting our planet, hurting one another, hurting ourselves. We even treat ourselves as a thing that has no connection to source. Well, we are having a divine intervention. You know, if someone's having a big crisis and they're they're self-destructing with drugs the family will often come around and say okay we've watched enough you have lost the plot we are intervening and we have to get you back on track and i really believe with and feel and know with my whole being that we have higher beings and divine forces who are intervening in our our very unconscious path and style the earth changes are to some degree gaia herself speaking to us and some of it's provoked by the higher beings who are getting our attention and helping us realize we're connected whether it's an earthquake in turkey syria if it's colossal water streams hitting california in so intensely they're burying entire houses we can't ignore it any longer we now have we are being forced to reconcile we are not invincible self isolated ego patriarchal ego entities we are connected to this whole system and it's it's in peril so this intervention is occurring it's been going on for a while yeah. and It's putting us on track. And I think in the next three years, we are going to see our way out. I feel we are so loved and we have been so helped. And we're going to, we're waking up. Mm. But we're right now, Emilio, we are right at that. You know, when you're in driving a car and you have to change the gear and there's that one crunching of the gear and one goes into the other and there's Just that moment where it's like, yikes, we're right there. Where we're right in that tension point before we jump to a higher gear. And it feels really uncomfortable.
1: I love that analogy. I mean, I only drive automatic. (laughs) I know I'm from an
0: old (laughs) other country, but, you know, even automatic, there's a point when you're driving an automatic going up Um, a hill. There's a point where it goes chunk, chunk, and then jumps forward. You we're as a, a the planet is chunking forward. Yeah. So. That,
1: yeah, there was a moment of your life where these guides that you called the Pleiadian sisters were coming in and presenting themselves and helping prepare you for this rise and awakening of the divine feminine. And at the time of this recording, we're recording the day after uh, Women's International Day. And they told you, the Pleiadian sisters, that you are way clearer for this divine feminine energy right now. So I wanted to tune into that energy.
0: That was 32 years ago. Mm. That was 32 years ago when that happened. And it was quite an extraordinary affirmation because at the time, it was that... It was the 80s and the era of the 80s was really toxic, patriarchal cocaine and everybody was doing drugs and driving suit, you know, in suits and cars and disco. Well, it was kind of just out of disco, but it was really hard for me. I was mocked a lot by my peers because of my spiritual convictions and work and I was made fun of. And this was a point where where I was just a joke. And mm. what I was saying was just a joke. And then they came in at that point, reset me. It was like, okay, uh, okay. I'll just, I'll, I was never going to not carry on, but it certainly was, was affirming.
1: How are they beginning that, to show up for you?
0: Well, my always everything that's ever happened to me in terms of being a, a, a way bearer, you know, a, a messenger came to me. i never s- sought it out. You know, when, when I, the guide, the teachers came, the, the training came, so many gifts came. My first book was something that my a client asked me to teach her and then it got published. And so that's the miracle experience, you know, then Another publisher came Hey House and said we'll publish anything you you ever write and I never had to make it happen.
1: Yeah, work hard. Mm.
0: I never I I always worked hard but I never had to promote. Yeah. My message it was always just just kept coming to lift up and lift up and I knew that that was the seven sisters helping lay this groundwork and to me having this conversation with you is miraculous it is that all that groundwork is now becoming integrated and not lost it's just miraculous
1: yeah on your YouTube channel you do these certain check-ins uh for people um a lot of them that I tune into is the chakra tips and i know that right now when tuning into the higher centers the higher chakras the heart the throat the third eye the crown um many people might have them dimmed down or blocked or shut down so what tips would you want to give people to be in opening up those channels because that is the channel where mostly these these spirits come in uh these angels or these messages messages my first
0: piece of advice is get into your body and don't think the lower chakras are something to bypass mm. we need to support our ability to hold energy by being in our bodies grounded in the first chakra, grounded in our bodies being bringing the spirit in not trying to jump out and grab it you know let it come drop in and channel so to open the lower chakras you have to really commit to the first chakra which is I'm here. I am in this vessel. I have to learn what makes it tick best. I have to understand what makes me feel grounded and safe, whether it's what I eat, where I live, who I'm with. I have to be very conscious in my choices to create a home for myself.
1: That includes relationships, Right. As well, right. So
0: the first three, I call the first three chakras the platform and the top chakras the show, you know. So first we (laughs) set the foundation, then the spirit can come in and open us to to really be co-creators. I mean, the heart chakra is the junction box between our human experience, which is very much the divine feminine. You know, it is a patriarchal bias to say, oh, get out of this earth. It's it's lower vibration and get into higher vibration. That actually is a lie. It's all divine. This planet, this I I look out at a beautiful garden every day. I think that is that is just divine feminine glory, nature. So to open up your upper chakras, reconnect your own nature and see the beauty of your nature and take care of it. Take care of your being, you know, don't, don't be unconscious or insensitive to, to the things that, that take care of you. Like, especially anyone awakening, don't subject yourself to bad food, negative conversation, um, noise, um, negative stimulation, too much, oversaturation of the nervous system, because that's why you shut down. You yeah. are shell-shocked. So if you start recognizing, I, can, I need this much sleep, and I need this much water, and I need to be walking in nature, and I need some quiet time, then these upper chakras will open naturally. But if you don't give it the foundation, you're going to shut down because your nervous system can't take it. It's too much stimulation and nothing to support it. It's like a live wire that fritzes out.
1: Mm.
0: So, and to look at the first three chakras as the feminine, this is the feminine of you, your nature, the nature of you, the beauty of you, the, the body of you, the sensuality of you is also divine. But our culture has been, for 2,000 years, been told that part of us should be, we should shut that down. And we were not created to 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 amputate half of ourselves. Yeah. Everything about us is divine. So that's how we open the, you, if you want to have a divine experience with your guides, go for a beautiful long walk in nature with a lovely picnic and some water, no watch, no phone and no agenda and by the time you come home you will have, have met your spirit guides in some way and you will have reconnected to your spirit
1: yeah and very recently you actually went on a vacation which you've said it's been a, a minute it's been a while since i've had a vacation years uh, and you were six hours in one of your instagram videos you mentioned you were six hours just tuning in and and being alone sitting what came through in those six hours
0: well, first of all, I, I love to create. Mm-hmm. So the joke in my family is I'm like zippity round, just zippity around doing things and creating and manifesting, but I forget to rest. And I was put in a situation when I was on this vacation where I had no, there was nothing to do but sit. There was nowhere to go, no distraction, no entertainment, no internet, no Just sit. And I realized that how much of my own doing is fear driven by getting caught in the fear of the planet. The lower vibrations, go, 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 is really fear. And when it it kind of drifted out of me, and I just sat, two things that were really remarkable. One, it makes you timeless. It gives you time. Fear shrinks your time. And it just goes away. And in not being in fear, I didn't want anything. All of a sudden, everything I could possibly want, I had. I had no yearning for anything. It was all, I felt so blessed and satiated with everything I could possibly want. I was just happy being. And that was the gift of that experience. I actually am really, I'm, I'm very conscious, very consciously focused on sustaining that state of mind.
1: Hmm. Those moments, I think, when we give ourselves time to be alone, it's almost like an acceleration of our spiritual growth as well. And there's a book of yours, Tune In where you mentioned the four stages of spiritual growth. And I wanted to know sort of where you feel that you're falling into right now in terms of those stages and also humanity as a whole.
0: Well, it's not a linear climb, it's circular. It's Mm. like a spiral. So you have, you first you kind of wake up and you start recognizing where I am. I want, it's not enough. And then you start doing the dive and then you have to, you learn and you study and then you, you recognize I have to change and do something different. And then you just go for it. So where I am right now is interesting because I'm at an age where everyone says you should retire, you should relax. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not, time conscious so that's a time projection that would bind me into an identity that's not me so i'm really working on learning to be a timeless being in a world that keeps pushing me into being running out of time so i'm i'm very aware of the the dichotomy it's like i'm timeless but i am getting a lot of pushback on that and i do think part of our evolution is to become timeless there is no reason human beings should age cells replace themselves the same our bodies are replacing so i'm really playing and learning about that i'm learning about how to how to how to grow with this new sense because I so much of my life is about time and isn't it time to do this? And isn't it time to do that? And I can get on that conversation for a few hours and then it, it depresses me. And then I'm thinking, that's not me. That's not, that doesn't feel congruent. I don't think that way. So why am I being asked to think that way? So that's a, that for me is what I'm dealing with.
1: I love that concept of of being timeless being. Yes, um, that's
0: really important to me right now. I just want to be. I don't I don't want to be on a timer.
1: Yeah. And do you feel that you've sort of put a a stop to aging in a way just by tuning into that energy of being present?
0: I do. And My mom was a good example of that. She, she lived to be, she actually died of COVID. She would probably still be around dancing if she didn't get COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, She was timeless. She was absolutely timeless. you know, the thing about my mom that was such a gift to me is because of her background, she didn't go to school past 11 because she was deaf. She couldn't hear anybody. She said it was the biggest blessing of my life that I couldn't hear all the nonsense, of the world she didn't speak the language of the country she she ended up in she was romanian in in america so nobody got in her head to tell her how to be and that was so she just was in she was an artist and she was a designer and she was a guide and she was nobody got in there and influenced her socialized her or conditioned her. She really was like a wild stallion Wow! and age and didn't, uh, didn't enter the picture either. And so I often talk to my mom still and say, I, I want to still be a wild stallion too. I don't, I don't want to participate in the third dimension too much. It's really no fun. Yeah. It's kind of a drag.
1: And we've sort of underlying this whole conversation. We've been bringing in that sixth sense, which is intuition. But I wanted to ask, have you unlocked or discovered the seventh, the eighth, and ninth, tenth senses in the human Yeah, well, body? I think we
0: have at least 12.
1: Hmm, what are these?
0: And I do think one of those, well, beyond the sixth sense, which is just picking up information vibrationally, I think our seventh sense is I just know. I just know. There's I've I've always alluded to it being the seventh chakra, you know, but, but it actually I think it's its own sense. I just know I don't, I don't have an explanation. I don't even have an experience of vibration. The sixth sense is I'm getting vibration. I'm I'm picking up things through my whole being, but the seventh sense is boom, just drops in like I'm an immediate pr-
1: download like an immediate right
0: that to me is the seven sensors. it's just uh, an it's like a, a an aha of who I really am and from there i think that we can the the next sense or the next dimension from my own experience is being in in two time two times or two realities at once
1: By location? that is also
0: Yes, absolutely. I I'm here and there simultaneously, or two, or here. I have an experience with my students. Like when I'm sleeping, I'm teaching them, and then the next day they're saying, "I was with you all night long, and we were all together." And I was like, "Yeah, I was there." You know, this happens on the regular. So wow. I think that these are the next expressions of humans. Is that we're going to be clearly navigating energetically? Being informed with downloads and being able to bilocate, no problem.
1: And what's the next level of human communication beyond just the words?
0: Love, no talking. You'll feel like you're either in the vibration of love or you're in the vibration of chaos, non-love. Vibration of love is the great harmonizer. It's the great healer. It's the... It's the frequency that connects and makes sense of the, everything and allows us to travel, shape, shift, bi-locate, download. In the mind, in the intellect, which is not love, it has to learn to step aside. When you're in that frequency, it blocks our, your ability to, to be in that expanded state, that that exponential sense of who you are. So basically... It's not love, romance, love, sentimentality, love, codependency. It's not love, take care of me. All of that isn't love. It's it's pure gratitude and availability to the goodness of this universe with no fear. That to me is love. And that's where we need to go. That's where I think we're leaning, actually. Conversations like the ones you're you're so generously creating here. Is love. This is love.
1: My shirt. Sure? I told you it says "meet in love." Um, there
0: you go, Emilio. Isn't that say everything?
1: Yeah. This has been one of the most powerful conversations, Sony. I am dead serious. Like when I when I feel that, I have to say it. Um, and I know you have to get going to your granddaughter's second birthday party. This multi-dimensional soul that the world is ready to 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 receive. Uh, But we end every podcast with the final trio. So there's these three rapid fire questions that we always prepare, always sort of individualized to the guest. But before that, where can people find you? Where would you send people to connect you to you even further and learn from all of this wisdom that you're bringing to the world?
0: Well, I'd love for anybody who's just a beginner to get two books, Ask Your Guides, and Trust Your Vibes. And if you're not a reader, get the audio because I'm transmitting. If you want to know more and learn more, you can come to my website because I have so many things. And if you want to know where to put a toe in the water, I'd say consider joining my membership because I go on every single day and give lessons and guidance and encouragement. But also get other people talking to each other and and bringing you back into a frequency of belonging and belonging to yourself and really making a difference with others. And from there, you'll find your way. Yes.
1: I love that. We'll we'll drop everything in the links. And for the final trio, the first one I have for you is what is your formula for living a quantum miraculous life?
0: I'm very conscious about who and how I spend my days. I don't put myself around anything that doesn't lift me up and I look forward to and have a lot of fun because I've consciously learned that I can choose that and that I don't have to just take what I get so that is that has really proven to I have quite a miraculous life and I'm loving every bit of it because I'm choosing that to be my foundation
1: so good and you mentioned your book ask your guides what is one question that we can ask our guides every single day to open up the channel even further for them to come through
0: well i think your most important guide is your own higher self and i have a prayer that i give that i grew up with and i've shared with others i wake up i open my eyes and i say to my higher self and guides Move me in the direction of my highest good this day. Where I can be of the best, most positive service and and have the best experience. Move me in the direction of my highest good this day. And honestly, you'll be walking one way and then your body goes off another and you're off in another and someone's giving you cake and champagne and you just don't know, but you feel supported. So I'd say, keep it simple. Just ask to be moved, then it gives your guides permission to get in there and and have an influence. You you allow that and that covers a lot.
1: Thank you for that. And the final question we have is called the time capsule question. So it makes us move forward in time about 20 years into the future. Um, I'm gonna tell you why. And I think this question in itself Aggregated from all the guests that we've had. I think it can even become its own manual because 20 years down the line, and I just want to mention one thing that you have on your website, which is I don't focus on creating followers. I'm committed to inspiring true leaders. And I told you in the beginning before recording that this show is a platform, a guide for people to the next generations of leaders to be born and to calibrate and to bring the new consciousness in. Uh, and lead with their hearts. And if you were to be given a time capsule for these next generation of leaders, and 20 years down the line, when when these leaders are now in positions of leadership, let's say they're the new business leaders of the world, the spiritual teachers, the healers, the entrepreneurs of the world, in leadership positions, and you could put anything and leave behind anything that you would want in this time capsule, it could be as you mentioned, a book, a frequency, a poem, you know, we've gotten all types of, of answers. Uh, this is as far as your imagination could go, but the new generation of leaders would open this time capsule. What would you gift us with? What would you leave behind uh, in this time capsule to be open in the future?
0: I think that I would love to put in there the gift of silence. Because if you can get your brain to be quiet, you can hear the music and the love of the universe, the love and the music of your own spirit. So gift of silence in the head. And the gift of courage, which is the open heart that moves you without thinking, censoring, and, and evaluating whether you have permission or not. I would love to have silence and courage too, to, to trust yourself and not look for gatekeepers to give you permission that that's over. And I'd say probably the other thing I would put in there is a pair of red shoes Mm. to be grounded and love being on the earth and in your body and use them to dance.
1: Does the color red signify anything to you?
0: The red is the fire, the spark, the ground, the first chakra, um, the passion, the, the 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 enthusiasm, and fearlessness to really live full out. I would definitely say too many people hesitate and miss. They hold back and miss their miss their life. I would put, I'd have those be magic red shoes that make you take off and follow your heart without thinking.
1: Hmm. Well, Sonia, this was a potent, energetic transmission from you and i just wanted to honor you for all the work you are as you said a true og in this movement and it's such an honor for us to be able to learn from you and continue learning from you i would love to do this again Um, i know you have to go but thank you i really appreciate all the work
0: you're a pleasure what you're doing what you're communicating what you're intending is a gift and it's giving a lot of direction and guidance now and reassurance to people who feel called so i feel gifted to have spent this time with you Emilio. thank you so much
1: much love sonia thank you
0: all my love